Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. This is The Bigger Picture with me, Ahmad Akhtar. Stocks rallied on Friday. That's even after the release of stronger than expected U.S. jobs data and a pop in Treasury yields. The Dow Jones gained about 0.9% to close at over 33,400 points. The S&P 500 added around 1.2% at 4,309 points, while the Nasdaq rose 1.6% to close at over 13,430 points. U.S. non-farm payrolls, that was the big news on Friday. They increased by 336,000 for the month, and that was in a much-anticipated report that came out Friday, better than the Dow Jones estimate for 170,000 and more than 100,000 higher than the previous month. The unemployment rate was 3.8% compared to the forecast for 3.7%. Well, what does this say about the health of the U.S. economy? To tell us more about that is Matt Taylor, Senior Director of FTI Consulting. He joins me on the line now. Matt, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Matt. Let's talk about how markets are setting up for the week then. The non-farm payrolls, as I just mentioned, that increase was the best monthly number since January. Does it reinforce, you think, investor jitters that a resilient economy could force the Fed to keep those interest rates high? Yeah, it was a really interesting report that came out on Friday and you ran through the numbers, so I won't uh, necessarily repeat all of that. But uh, a roller coaster session is what we saw on markets on Friday uh, as people really digested what the report meant. Yes, you're absolutely right in suggesting uh, that this was a much stronger than expected report, uh, which really keeps the onus on the Federal Reserve to maintain interest rates uh, for longer at a higher level. But when you drill down into some of the detail, particularly concerning growth in wages, uh, things came in a little bit softer than expected. So uh, the market had some kind of trouble digesting exactly what this report would mean for authorities uh, and the Federal Reserve. But it was a rollercoaster session. We initially had the U.S. markets uh, sharply weaker than rallying before the close of trade uh, to end higher. And over the week, uh, we finally saw some positive performances for some of the major markets. Uh, the S&P 500 uh, closing up uh, by around about uh, half of 1%. So this was the first time that we had that uh, index higher in four weeks. The NASDAQ was up by 1.6% over the course of the week, uh, but the Dow still trading weaker over a week-on-week basis, down by 0.3% over the week. So uh, markets still kind of trying to figure out exactly what uh, this data means for the economy more broadly. Uh, when it came to those jobs numbers, I mentioned some of the news around wages there. Mm. That was softer than expected. The average hourly earnings rising by 0.2% from a month earlier, 4.2% from a year ago. The estimates out there for a, were for a gain of 0.3% on month and 4.3% on year. So uh, the fact that we're not seeing uh, wages grow, it is a stronger clip as many were anticipating, uh, perhaps bodes well uh, for the inflation picture. And we know that rates have been you know, sitting at these levels uh, to try and bring down a stubbornly high inflation uh, that we're seeing. So the fact that we're not seeing wages grow as strongly as, as, as had been anticipated 
bodes well for that inflation story. Mm. Now, another aspect of the economy that I guess payrolls data can influence is the U.S. Treasury yields, which, of course, touched the 5% mark last week. We know a lot of investments are benchmarked against Treasury. So how concerning is that potential ripple effect on broader markets and sectors? Can we expect yields to continue rising this week? Right. Well, we'll have to, to wait and see, you know, particularly where data points that are released sit. We also now have of these geopolitical concerns in the Middle East as well, which will make uh, market participants a little bit more nervous as well. Uh, But we did see bond yields uh, surging again on the back of uh, that non-farm payrolls report. You know, we did have that 10-year rate trading around its highest level in about 16 years, ending up about 4.78, at about 4.78% on Friday. So it will be a case-by-case situation, I think, but definitely, you know, we are seeing uh, this particular route when it comes to yield uh, as people, uh, you know, exit out of the so-called perceived safety of the bond market. So we'll wait and see uh, just just how the data points transpire over the coming days. All right. We have to touch on oil markets as well, given the latest developments between uh, Israel and Palestine over the weekend. Not long ago, Matt, we were talking about crude breaching the $100 a barrel mark. Last week, oil prices experienced their largest weekly drop since March. But analysts say that prices could again skyrocket given the, the latest developments, as I mentioned, over the weekend. What are your thoughts on that? Right. So we had oil prices down by about 10% or so over the course of last week. Mm. Uh, but just this morning, we are seeing oil prices move up sharply. Uh, we've got the WTI jumping by around about 4%. So we're sitting uh, about $86.22 a barrel when it comes to that WTI component on the Brent contract, uh, sitting a little bit higher at 87 95 a barrel, again, there of, of just shy of about 4%. We generally see the oil markets uh, react quite swiftly to any kind of geopolitical stress or geopolitical tension, which is, of course, uh, what we are seeing, what has happened over the weekend uh, in, uh, of course, Gaza and Israel. So markets will take some time to digest this, but generally analysts saying that this is kind of seen as a bit of a knee-jerk move uh, reacting to you know, the immediacy of, of what has happened, uh, but things perhaps uh, could settle down. Oil still, you know, really linked to what's going on with this global growth story. Uh, we're continuing to see the global economy remain resilient. Those forecasts that we would uh, have seen the global economy enter into some kind of, of recession, you know, not really transpiring as strongly as had been expected or suggested. So the fact that we've still got demand and the global economy still doing seemingly well, that's also supporting oil prices as well. All right, let's move a little bit closer to home now. We have Singapore GDP numbers uh, due to come out this week as well. What can we expect on that front and how might it indicate the health of Singapore's economy? Yeah, well, we are expecting to see the third quarter GDP figures uh, reported out this week, economists are expecting to see uh, growth year on year of just about 0.6%. The previous print we got in the second quarter was 0.8%. So things are perhaps not going along as nicely as some would have hoped for. Uh, but retail sales are providing a really lone bright spot for the Singapore economy, you know, given uh, the fact that we are seeing some challenges on the export front. Yes, the global economy is chugging along okay, but, you know, there are patches of weakness. Of mm. course, uh, the recovery in China, because it will reopen uh, today as well after the Golden Week holiday market there. So that's also something to watch. But the fact that we're seeing weakness in the Chinese economy, that's not necessarily boding that well for 
the Singapore economy when it comes to exports out of the city state. Uh, but retail sales are providing one bright spot, so that could likely support the data. And it was interesting when you dig down a little bit more into some of these details, it's really got a lot to do with uh, the huge number of tourists that we're seeing coming through Singapore, really supporting retail sales. Right. Uh, sales were up by 4% in August. And it was led by things like alcohol purchases, things that uh, really go hand in hand with entertainment and hospitality. So more evidence there that the tourism tourism sector hospitality is really supporting the Singapore economy at the moment. Uh, The MAS also meeting this week and it's likely to retain its current policy setting. It's looking to balance slower growth alongside elevated inflation, but it's likely that it will keep its policy settings unchanged this week. All right. Sounds good. Now, Matt, before we let you go, are there any other economic indicators that you're tracking that investors should perhaps be aware of? Right. Well, I mean, we're always watching uh, what's happening over the week ahead. I mentioned the China market, not so much on an economic uh, indicator, but uh, the China market's reopening after that week-long golden holiday. So it will be interesting to see what happens on China markets there. Usually, you know, trade quite differently to how some of the other more mature markets trade around the world. But that's something that we'll be watching this week. All right. Thank you very much for your time this morning, Matt. Thank you. We've been speaking with Matt Taylor, who's the Senior Director at FTI Consulting. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.